Ladies and gentlemen, ATDF everything in that shelf presentation. You're now rocking with TDF everything. Spoiled rotten. Alert. Welcome back, everybody. It's Spoiled Rotten with me, Daniel, and That Shelf alumni, previous film editor, Noah Taylor. Hello, everybody. Oh, I knocked my mic. All right, it's fine. We're just <laughs> going to move right through that. Uh, this is happening because we we had a standing date to to watch and then comment on Shaft 2000. That's not to say that that won't happen sometime in the future, but... Shaft 2019 just came out. It did. And Shaft 2019. Not to be confused with Shaft 1971 yeah. or Shaft 2000. Uh, so that's these are going to be things that we have to talk about, a.k.a. why are there many movies named Shaft and why does this one acknowledge the other, like at least Shaft 2000? Sorry for knocking the mic. There. Oh, that's fine. As I said, we're just gonna roll so, right through yeah. these things. So, so Shaft Five is gonna be the main concentration today. But it's hard to talk about Shaft Five without talking about Shaft One, Two, Three, Four. Right. Even though some of us have only seen Shaft maybe one Shaft, and I've four. only seen three. Was that? Uh, is that what? Is that? No. What it was? Oh yeah. Uh, Shaft goes to Africa. Yeah. I have not. Yeah. So I've seen uh, Shaft nineteen seventy one. I just watched this weekend, um, and then there was Shaft's big score. I think came the year after that. And then Shaft goes to Africa. And then there was a short-lived uh, TV series or a series of TV movies with Shaft. And those were all very close together in the early, between like 1971 and 1975. And then 25 years later came Shaft 2000, which I think a lot of people thought was a reboot, except Richard Roundtree shows up as yeah. the original Shaft. Shaft. Yeah. So, the, so this comes to our first wrinkle where he is playing Samuel Jackson's John Shaft's uncle in that movie. Mm-hmm. But skip forward 19 years, and it turns out he was just lying about that. He was actually yeah. Samuel Jackson, John Shaft's dad. I think there's a lot of retconning that goes on in this franchise. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we should just say like right away, did you like Shaft 2019? Shaft 2019, I thought it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, yep. I knew going. I didn't read any reviews going in, but I know that generally um, critics did not like it, and audiences did. And I think um, that's because a lot of the humor comes from this generational gap they play off a lot between uh, yep. Shaft Senior and Shaft Junior. Because uh, obviously, the idea of Shaft is a little bit dated now. This womanizer, um, sort of badass, and uh, they play a lot off that. We, I expected going into this that. Uh, the new Shaft was just going to be another iteration of that, but uh, it's really more like a buddy cop comedy where it's like they're the odd couple. He's the new millennial, and it really brings out the differences in, in the generations. Uh, and, yeah, they do. Yeah. They have like a couple of moments. Well, it's one of them's in the trailer. You can't hit her. She's a woman. That's misogynistic. Yeah. But then there's other stuff it's like the, he's the like, whole don't, movie. Don't use the H word, which I did find yeah. weird. Oh, there's the whole. It's riddled with it, and I think that's what a lot of audiences are having. A uh, hard time, like trying to like thinking if we can laugh at this, but I think it is sort of making fun of both generations a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, yeah, both the o- older and the younger. 
So I think it's it's a it's a hard kind of humor to get right, and I think that's what a lot of uh, sorry not the audiences so much the critics are kind of struggling with here. It's like oh like what's okay to laugh at, what's funny, and even and I, I was kind of a bit of, on both sides in the movie, like depending on the joke, some some worked, some didn't, uh, some felt really forced, but some of it, some parts I felt genuinely really funny. Uh, I'm I feel like I might like it a bit more than you, but I also. I'm very well aware that it is probably not a good movie. It's just, no. I think I had such lowered expectations going in because uh, I think both of us rewatched Shaft 2000 yep. like this weekend. The best, the best Shaft movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I do want to talk about in just a second mm-hmm. uh, because there's a couple of things close to me as a Batman fan in that movie oh, okay. that are happening. All right. But, um, this one, when I saw the trailer, I was like, but that, like, I'm sure there's funny parts in Shaft, but it's not a comedy. And this is, as you yeah. said, a flat out yeah. buddy cop yeah. comedy. Yeah. It feels like another script that they, again, like retcon to be Shaft. Right. It, feels like, it felt like a buddy cop com- like action comedy. This, this is not the, I'm going to keep calling him Samuel Jackson, John Shaft, yeah. from even Shaft 2000. Well, to make it even more confusing, all three of their names are John Shaft. Yes. They all have the same and it name. only it worked when it was like, oh, that John Shaft is my uncle, because then you yeah. don't need to use Junior. You could just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I'm named after my uncle. Yeah. But now that it's really his dad, yeah. we're missing a John Shaft Jr. There's only one John Shaft Jr. in the movie, which right. can't be right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could. There's a, that was an odd choice. So I always assumed that... The reason that they made him his uncle in Shaft 2000 was um, two things. Was like they already had this um, character built up, you know, throughout three films and then mm-hmm. several TV movies, and then they, maybe they were like, "Oh, well, we never he never had a son in those, so maybe we'll make yeah, him the nephew." Sense. And also the fact that there's only six years difference in between Samuel L. Jackson and Richard Roundtree. That's crazy. I even <laughs> forgot that. Even when he was like. How can you be your age and still look like yeah. older than my gray ass? Yeah, that that was good, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think that was my initial problem. Was I don't want to see him be like a farce. I don't. Right. I didn't want it to be a farce, but I feel like more times than not, the jokes um, felt like again they didn't feel like they belonged in a Shaft movie, but at least they worked in the moment. Like if you're right. just looking at it as Something that they kind of just was there ever a point mapped you, shaft on right? I mean, I felt like uh, Samuel Jackson more so than in two thousand. I felt like they based his character more on Samuel L. Jackson oh, yeah. than Shaft. It, I mean, I guess a positive out of this movie is if you watched Shaft two thousand and then this one, you can see what a good actor he is because he is certainly doing different things. Yeah, it is a completely different character, and I much preferred the two thousand. Oh one. yeah. And one thing that was really disappointing, because, uh, you know, Shaft, he's obviously rough around the edges, and it's this one shows he's a little out of step with the times, but it's kind of disappointing that he's such an asshole and such a shitty dad. In yeah. This. But they do kind of, like, address it, I guess, in that the mother kind of asked him to stay away. And, um, yeah, the the idea that, because I thought the movie was going at, like, no, he is a good person, but the mom made the decision, but yeah. it, I, he's but the son was like, no, like... You made a choice. My mom said either yeah. stop being Shaft or yeah. be with your son, and he decided. Yeah. And again, that's why I kind of feel like he's being... I mean, again, I don't really know what Samuel Jackson's family history is. I just know that he can be a bit of a dick, and, and <laughs> yeah. un, 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 unapologetically so. Yeah. And uh, so that's why I feel like this is almost more of him being Sam Jackson than him being Shaft. Oh, yeah. This... To be fair, though, I like 
like asshole Sam Samuel Jackson. So like, yeah, it was fun to hear him talk like this. So I guess that won me over ultimately. Yeah. Uh, I again, I don't think it's a great movie. Yeah. I think it worked in the moment. I probably will never watch this again. I'll, uh, I will say though that I thought the opening ten minutes or so were really strong. They did oh, a lot. Of, yeah. So they start off in 1989. I don't know if they uh, did any digital de aging with Sam Jackson or not. I assume they did. I think they did a little bit, but they don't need to do much, as as we already saw in Captain Marvel. They don't need to do. Yeah, that you much. don't have to do much to, <laughs> yeah. to like because I think he, other than him, kind of packing on a couple of pounds, which isn't yeah. even really that noticeable. Well, they wear a lot of black, so that helps. Yeah, and um. So yeah, I I agree with you. That the beginning I think did enough work for me to be like, oh, yeah. this can't be all bad. Like, yeah, and then the opening credits had some really cool like split screen stuff uh, mixed with like sort of the uh, John Shaft Jr. growing up, and then what Shaft was up to, and then they incorporate some footage from the 2000 film. Some of, yeah. one, of some of, one of my favorite gags in the whole movie was. Uh, the kid getting uh, Christmas presents, and it was like from Shaft. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. I would, I would say that that was when I was like, "Oh, maybe I will like this humor," because that was a good running gag throughout the credits. Is mm-hmm. like the, you know, he first gives him the Super Bowl ring from yeah, uh, Lawrence Al- Taylor. Yeah. Is that his yeah? Name? Who is in the yeah. first movie? Yeah, they reference later. I'm on assuming it. then he was playing himself in that movie. I guess so. Yeah, I didn't he think was. he was though. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just was rewatching. I didn't think he was playing. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Anyway, that was a nice callback. But yeah. and then it leads up to him getting giving him like condoms and porno and stuff yeah. like that. In the wrong in the wrong order, by the way, he yes. gave him the condoms first, then and the then porno. the porno. Yeah, the porno was, was like the, the last gift. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to college. I think that was kind of the wrong order. Maybe maybe that was part of the joke. Yeah, he's out of the step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I did appreciate any reference to the 2000 movie. Right. Again, any any reference to like the 70s stuff would have gone over my head cuz did, I, I didn't really I I just watched the 70s movies movie for that reason, but uh and if there were any references, I missed it, but I I got to say the 70s movie did not hold my attention very well. So right. um and yeah. that's why I haven't watched any of them. I'm yeah. to be honest, I I just don't think I'll tell you though he's not he's not nearly as much of an asshole in the no, original one. No, because he's a very cool like cool guy. Like um, yeah, to my parents like he's like the hero. He's the guy. Like it, yeah. you, you're not supposed to be like oh that's sh-. you're supposed to be like no I want to be that guy. Yeah, he's cool. Like he's not like yeah. I think the the reason that uh, though that movie like connected so much back then was mostly like the soundtrack. Which we should get into, mm-hmm. and Richard Roundtree is just really cool. He's uh, a likable guy. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot to do in this. Well, actually, I mean, I'm sure he feels like he got a lot to do considering his age. Is probably well, uh, he's only six. A years lot older to do considering he's only in the last like ten or fifteen minutes as well. Yeah, but they like <laughs> he then it then it is him yeah. in the last ten and fifteen minutes. I I honestly thought before we were recording, I, like during the movie, I was like, wait, are they just gonna keep him to a post credit scene? I'm gonna yeah. be so pissed. But he does show up, but the yeah. trailers really make it seem like it's the three of them all movie. Yeah, the trailer kind of uh, made me think that it was going to be like yeah, three generations of badasses throughout yeah. most of the movie, and it's not that at all. Like I said, it's like this like buddy cop comedy mismatched. All of the humor is based on the fact that basically John Shaft Jr. is a nerd. He's a data analyst at the FBI uh, at the beginning, and then um, yeah, he dresses uh, like very nerdy, and he's. Shaft, his dad's always making fun of him. I guess he goes shopping at some point, though, because by the end, he's dressing like gradually cooler. 
And, yes, uh, yeah, he does so get better amongst uh, uh, all this action, or maybe he just had this backups in his closet. But to be fair, though, I think I would have probably liked to wear whatever he was wearing when he initially mm-hmm. goes to find Shaq. Uh, I, I get the gap, that was, the gap out to the yeah. Tie. I think I think that's still a nerdy look, but I was yeah. like, hey, I would wear that. Well, it's yeah, it's cool. It's our it's our generation. It's like uh, yeah, like we're the uh, the millennials that 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 sh- that. Uh, John's that Sam Jackson's making fun of, and that's yeah. why I think a lot of people are struggling with enjoying this movie because so much of yes, the is. humor is like, oh, he's uh, out of step, and uh, there's even oh, yeah, there's the joke really early on with the police captain where he's like, oh, my daughter wants to be called Frank, and it's like that's I guess played for laughs, but I think it's also, and I can see why some people would think it was problematic, but that's realistic as well. Whereas if that captain had a daughter who was identifying as frank yeah he would probably mention it and not be happy about it i agree <laughs> i feel like oh, yeah i'm i feel like sometimes people misinterpret like a moment like that as the director like being like this is how I, or the writer exactly like, this yeah. is how i feel this is right but like it's it is just like a real representation of what's going on and it's and i think it is like a little bit of both too right where the director might f- relate with that character, but they're also aware of it. The fact that it is like yeah. they are out of step, but like they're still poking fun at it. So it's it's really hard to tell like where so the line this is. This reminds me. This I which makes the Lawrence Fishburne joke even funnier. I know it's based on when Samuel Jackson got missed. Uh, yeah, he's always calling on, people out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Kenya Barris wrote this movie. I know it's he's got like he's on a list of three people who write it. But I did feel his voice throughout the movie. He does blackish, okay. which really pedals in that type of humor of like what it's like to be an older black person versus a younger black person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the same conversations will happen. And usually on that show, there is like the Lawrence Fishburne is the grandfather in that show. Okay. Uh, How Anthony old is the writer? Anderson. How old is he? Do you know? Like forties. Okay. Um, so he probably is like the Anthony Anderson character, right? Uh, well, I know I know for a fact that like a lot of the storylines are based on his real life. Like at one point they split up, which was what he was going through at one point. Mm. But um, yeah, the, especially the dynamic of the the father who's embarrassed by his son who seems too effeminate or whatever, right? Uh, that all that stuff feels like Kenya Barris stuff, where he's kind of showing you both sides, and I never know what he actually thinks because he I feel like he does a good job of mm-hmm. less so in this movie but in Blackish when he's got time to spread it out right and he does a good job of showing all sides of it mm-hmm. so even though it seems like one character for, for instance Lawrence Fishburne might be his voice because Lawrence Fishburne is articulating exactly how he feels about millennials the millennials still get to have a moment to come back and and so it's better balanced but it does feel like that's kind of his thing right um so I thought they could have gone stronger with that. But again, it's, I don't know what that, I don't know what the movie really wanted to get accomplished. Cause I think, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, it um, I think it was trying to accomplish a few things. I think it succeeded somewhat. Um, it definitely, like, I liked that it did feel sort of like an old school action movie, mm-hmm. especially like the villain death at the end felt like something right out of Die Hard or Lethal Weapon. And um, they even, like, that's the first time I've seen 
because he goes. They put the shot in the trailer, mm-hmm. but I guess without context, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he goes out the window, he even hits the building before he hits the car at right. the bottom. And I was like, I never seen that. That's nice. That was <laughs> yeah. it. But nice also, they make me be like, oh, I guess this really is a comedy, like yeah. or an action comedy. Yeah. Uh, and then there's not that many of them these days. So it's, no. on that level, it's kind of a nice, like, uh, yeah, nice sort of change of pace at, at least. And that ties into what I was saying. I kind of do like ride along the first ride along mm-hmm. which also directed by tim story mm-hmm. that i guess you can say he's good at that although he did the second one so that kind of got away from him and the upcoming third one. Oh boy i can't <laughs> believe that's happening all right the music do yeah. we, we want to talk about the yeah music? definitely because especially in comparison to the 2000 one i, I yeah. want to talk the 70s one everyone knows you've been playing it's the, well it's the original soundtrack, soundtrack yeah. uh, uh uh, in obviously the '70s one is the original soundtrack, yeah. and then in the 2001 it uses heavily, well at least music inspired by right. uh, the 2001 all throughout. This one uses it at the beginning and at the end, but it kind of drops it throughout yeah. all the middle. And I guess to me that was me being like, I guess they really are focusing on Shaft Jr. Yeah, and it really is a Shaft Jr. movie, right? It's all it's his friend that like is the inciting incident. It's yeah, you're trying to. I thought they were going to try and make it be like the Samuel Jackson John Shaft was trying to get with somebody, but mm-hmm. he kind of just is throwing it everywhere he can, and it's the son who's on the journey with... Like the one love interest, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, I, I don't know if I've heard this term before, but I kind of like it. The, I mean, again, it's I wouldn't use it because <laughs> I'm not John Shaft, but uh, he kept saying, break me off a piece. Yeah. For, uh, yeah, or break me off. No, You're not even break, break me off, off a piece, just break break me <laughs> off. Yeah. Which is like, uh, I don't know if that's a thing, but like, I got, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I I was, so, I was, as I feel like when I watch shows like Martin, I would hear that a lot. Yeah. And then... Um, it, what about back for go, going back to the Shaft 2000 watching the other day? And I always was never quite sure about the, uh, you know, the line raised to paint up the bartender uh, who went on to be in the wire. And he's like, do you want do you want to be held or do you want the LD? Right. What is the LD? I've got to imagine it's long dick. That's the only thing I can come up with as well. But Yeah, because I feel like sometimes low, di- uh, low down, but that's low not down. it. Yeah. Down low, low down. Yeah, but like not- long dick doesn't sound very like cool. Though, no, does it, it doesn't. I, <laughs> I, like long, it sounds like a long skinny dick. I remember <laughs> thinking like, oh, that's not, that's not cool. <laughs> no. I don't like that one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, and, and it's like you have to I, Google it and then even still, like it's not even on Urban no, Dictionary. It's, it's not a thing. I don't think it's a thing. I can, all, all I can assume is he didn't want to say long dick without laughing. Yeah. <laughs> or she was laughing when he said, what yeah. do you want the long dick? I don't know. I think that uh, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of this LD. I think it was meant to be something else that nobody got. I think it's like a reference that All nobody right. gets. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> we. I'm only making an assumption. I don't yeah. know for sure. I looked it up on YouTube. There was a clip on YouTube. I was reading the comments and nobody, I think no one got it. I think no one got to the bottom. I think one or two people said long dick, but they weren't sure. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's not, yeah, they, he didn't. He Nobody didn't knows. put it together that way. Uh, but I will say this. I liked when he said, well, he says it to his son, but uh, the concept of it's my b- duty to please that booty. Yeah. I liked it better in this movie than oh, the yeah? 2001. Yeah. Because um, he seems like he seems like he says it, but it doesn't feel like a thing yeah. when I he guess, says it in the 2001. I guess that's the other big difference with this new Shaft is, yeah, he's just got a single love interest, mm-hmm. which is like uh, very out of character for his, uh, his father and his apparently his grandfather, which... Again, I don't know why they felt the need to be Change like... Change it to... Yeah, I guess so. it's just three generations of Shaft. But even if it was his uncle well, or great that's uncle, still, yeah. that's still three generations of Shafts. And 
because yeah, I was so confused when the trailer first came out. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's calling Shaft's uncle, like grandpa, basically. Yeah. But that's not his grandpa if he's the son of. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they figured it out. I mean, they sorted it out. Um, I, I, you know what? The other thing though uh, that bugged me about that was, um, I, I like uh, so remember when his for, oh. The introduction of when he first meets Shaft is great because when the, the hooker oh, comes yeah. or so the stripper comes and she's got the glitter all over him, and then you, you we see Sam Jackson the first time we see him he's got glitter all over his mouth, and then uh, he's like oh this is my son, and then the stripper is like oh I thought you always pull out in time yeah and uh, and that was one thing I, I kind of liked about uh, thinking about oh I like that it was his uncle because like I think his uncle like that guy always did pull out in time like, yeah like that guy did uh, like, like this, never had it's it. like degrading as the <laughs> generations go on yeah yeah so uh, I like that idea and, but then they ruined it by being like oh no he just pretended to be your uncle for years they kind of weird they, they, wrinkle to put in there <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I so yeah that's that's the thing so the music in this one oh, yeah, is way so more contemporary yeah, um, yeah well not I mean. Some of the needle drops I legitimately liked because they were from like eighties, nineties. Yeah, and then I kind of missed that um, they didn't use the shaft, or at least the shaft inspired music in this mm-hmm. one because I think in two thousand it helps you like go with it better because you're like, well, yeah, this is different because yeah. he that is supposed to be present day, but they're still using like the seventies music and it's got a lot more fanfare, so it feels yeah a bit heightened. Whereas I- this makes it seem too like, real, and then it. it I don't like, think it like, matches like, up. It kind of just feels like another like contemporary yeah. like action movie. Yeah, I agree. I watched, rewatching two thousand again recently. That's one of the things that made that movie kind of unique and really cool was the music throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was very much like inspired by that seventies Isaac Hayes score, and it, it really propels like the the plot and everything and uh, from like uh, yeah throughout the whole movie. Whereas this one, yeah, they use it at the beginning. It kind of falls out, and then they've got like yeah, contemporary music needle drops. There's one scene that's like on its own, really cool, where they use "Be My Baby," where it's uh, by the Ronettes, and it's the first time we see uh, John Shaft Jr. being oh, yeah, he's like, doing his gun, yeah, doing yeah. like cool shit. Oh, sorry, not even his gun; it's yeah. his love interest's gun. Yeah, and it's like on its own, that scene is really cool, but it feels like something that would be again like out of place or in a different movie because they weren't doing that anywhere else in the movie. No, like using, it was like, pretty. You know, like straight up hip and that's kind of what i liked in 2000 i know we keep coming back to that but like anytime you heard a song like and growing up i remember i think i had the shaft like the 2000 shaft soundtrack but with all the contemporary music on it so right. it, it had artists like Insp- T.I. inspired it. by it. yeah they inspired movie. by yeah. but like anytime you heard that song it was like someone in the movie it was diegetic like someone was playing and it right. was really like turned down like you were it yeah. wasn't the focus and I thought that worked well. Yeah. But uh, they didn't do that here, which is yeah. fine. Again, a different movie. Also, yeah. what I wanted to say was I really appreciated in 2000 when I was rewatching. I always knew Christian Bale was in it. I think that was the first time I was aware of Christian Bale and Jeffrey mm-hmm. Wright. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey but, Wright, for sure, for me. And then I think I was, I was kind of just getting into Bale, but those guys really make that movie. But also, the I mean, for me, the original... Um, Commissioner Gordon, Pat Hingle is the judge. Yeah, that gets the yeah, yeah, the star thrown, thrown right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what a great time to be a Batman fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I was, I was just really happy Although, to see that again. Having having going back and recently rewatched some of the Burton uh, Batman movies, 
Hingle was a terrible no, Commissioner he's no Gordon. Good. <laughs> like, that's, he's a terrible that's probably Gordon. why I just never respected Commissioner Gordon, other yeah. than like the animated series they made him good. But yeah. Like I didn't like him in the Adam West Batman. I no. certainly didn't like him in the other, like the Burton. Yeah, and if you watch Batman Returns, Batman doesn't even like him. No, remember the scene <laughs> where he's just like cold shouldering him after like saving the town. He's like, "Oh, you saved us again, Batman!" And Batman's like not even acknowledging him. Or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, even like, though, yeah, he's and then again, and then Gary Oldman saved yeah. Gordon for me. I was like, "Oh, yeah. what a great character!" Yeah, yeah, Gordon. Uh, Gordon was really good in the, in the Nolan ones, but um, yeah, Bale was apparently uh, hesitant to take that role because he was just coming off American Psycho oh, really? and didn't want to play like another villain. But I'm glad he did because I like, I mean, again, I think if you haven't figured it out yet, we much both much prefer the 2000 Shaft mm-hmm. and that's kind mm-hmm. of what instigated this all. We, we kind of both, I think, wish we were talking a little more <laughs> about that one. I don't know. Um, I, I do because yeah. I really, I want to get into like the Christian veil of it all. Yeah, the Bale-ness. really Because that's what this movie is missing is, yeah. like, I like remember a, a when they villain. first show Manny, I was just like, this like I get it. Like this is kind of like what yeah. Jeffrey Wright was doing, but no, but he's, he's no ba- he's no people. He's barely in it, and then yeah, then the main villain you only see again in like the last five minutes. I will say he from, looked cool, but then once he started talking, I was like, it's no, done. he's I'm he's a French actor. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's been in a lot of Jim Jarmusch movies, which is funny because I just yeah, I just rewatched all of those. <laughs> so yeah, he's in a, he's the lead in Limits and Control. His name is Isaac something or Isaac because he's French. Um, right, I do I yeah. do recognize him, but yeah. it was more like. Oh, he's cool. Yeah, he's got a good face. He's got like an interesting face, uh, but yeah, speaks very little English, I think. And um, that's fair. Yeah. All right, I take it back then. <laughs> it didn't ruin it when he talked. It's just, but um, yeah, no. The cool thing about again going back to two thousand one is that the very first scene in the movie, you they set up this crime scene. It's almost like got like a like a Law and Order beginning where they hit, hit this crime scene. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, I guess unlike Law and Order, you kind of know like right right away who's most likely the guilty party. Yeah. But it sets up this this like really good villain right away. This guy you hate right away. Uh, he like skips bail. Yeah, there was no one yeah. to hate in this. Because, yeah, that, that was the movie. It was like yeah. you think you've got him at one point, and then yeah. he just, there's like, well, yeah, you can just yeah. post bail. It's He's fine. the rich guy, uh, Walter Wade Jr. or whatever. Uh, the cool thing I thought of, again, the surprising thing about Bale in that movie, his character, was that even though he's this like rich kid, stuck-up rich kid, racist, uh, I like the parts where you see that he can really take care of himself. Like in he's the jail always seen, yeah, in the jail, and then when he gets mugged, he puts on the gloves. He's always ready for a fight, which is like uh, it's almost like something I feel like Christian Bale would bring to it. He's like, okay, well, if I'm gonna play like I'll play a villain, I'll play this like terrible person, but like I'm not gonna play him like a pussy. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, I've got to say, um, now that I know who Isaac, I don't even I don't even want to. I think it's De Bancole. I don't know. But he's in Black Panthers, the guy with the disc in his oh, mouth. Oh right, yeah, that's right. He's got what? the huge thing that in is, his lip. That is yeah. good because I guess any weird English he says just sounds fine with that in your mouth. Yeah, right. Like that's perfectly good good yeah. for this guy. I'm glad yeah. that he's in more American movies for me to watch. It's funny, one point I remember uh, Jim Jarmusch making about him was uh that he's got such an interesting face that no matter like uh what kind of haircut he has or what kind of hat always changes his look. Yeah, because uh, he looks, I mean, different enough in yeah. Black Panther. He's also in one of the James Bond movies. Oh, yeah. He's pretty high up on the IMDb list of names, considering he has less screen time than Richard yeah. Roundtree. Uh, yeah, less even less than Richard Roundtree, which is not saying much. Uh, and again, 
back to the 2001. One of the things that makes that movie really work is that you don't have not only that one good villain that's set up, then he joins forces with Jeffrey Wright as Peoples, who is like one of the most memorable. Like, yeah, like I remember being like, this guy is crazy. And then like yeah. you watch him in Westworld and you're like, what a great actor. Yeah. Or like Boardwalk Empire, just like yeah. he's so composed in those things. Yeah. Uh, I saw I showed my wife it last night and she's watched Westworld with me and a few other shows and I think I'd, I'd already told her that he was in it but she forgot and she's like who is that guy he's a good actor yeah like he like he really stands I mean yeah. in a movie with some great actors and yeah it's not even like oh wow he really blows everyone out of the water it's just yeah. he really stood out to me when I first yeah. watched it and then on the second time I'm like yeah still works yeah and again what stood out to me watching that last night was it doesn't feel like I mean, I say a Shaft movie, but I don't think anybody really knows what a Shaft movie is. It's not like James Bond, where there's been 25 of them, and they're all kind of similar. All these Shaft movies, except for, uh, I haven't seen two and three of the Roundtree ones, but the 71, 2000, and 2019 are vastly different. They've got very different tones, very different styles. I was going to say, maybe that's the thing, like, you kind of just switch up the tone or or even genre per, per movie. Yeah. And one thing that this one kind of made apparent to me was, uh, again, with all of the generational jokes, is that I think a lot more has changed in the last 20 years than in the 30 years between the the, uh, other two. Uh, And I think, yeah, that's kind of uh, brought to light in this. I think a moment I was not ashamed, but maybe I shouldn't have laughed as hard as I did was the uh, joke about brothers watching brothers. I think you did a spit take on that. I think you were uh, taking I, a, I think you had a bit of a spit take on that, and I missed. The, I th- uh, I thought that was really funny, <laughs> and I, d- I like I shouldn't think that's funny. I just thought it was funny that they like, I mean, the part time villain mm-hmm. in this one, Manny, and Shaft could both like bond over the fact that they thought that that was a gay sounding. That sounded name. gay, yeah. So this is in the movie. It's a uh, uh, organization that's helping. People who have come back from uh, the war in, in the military who have PTSD and have become addiction uh, addicts, and they have uh, an organization called Brothers Watching Brothers. And Shaft thinks this sounds very gay. And then they even have a joke too with the uh, receptionist. Oh yeah, the receptionist being, is like, well, most likely gay, most likely gay. Yeah, I, and, I, that, again, I can see why it would why it rub people the wrong way though, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I also thought it was weird because I'm like, well, Kareem's. I thought at first it was supposed to be like a for like a black thing, and I was again, like, Kareem's not black. Yeah, and then, but uh, yeah, because you think that's the, in a Shaft movie, you think that would be the joke, like, oh, brothers watching brothers, like, oh, your friend didn't look black or something like that. Yeah, like, but the, they went the other way with it. Yeah, at least when Method Man comes in, because Method Man's in this movie, I guess mm-hmm. he replaced Buster. Ryan. Buster, yeah. Which is unfortunate, but Buster Rhymes does not have the dreads anymore. So, um, well, he's not playing the same character though, is he? No, he's not. I'm no. just saying, like, I guess they needed their one rapper. Yeah, well, like, uh, for a co-conspirator. Again, back to the 2001. This thing I liked is that there's multiple sort of Buster Rhymes types guys that like, yeah, like LT, and then um, the guy who's the driver. Like, like Shaft just has all these guys that just like owe him favors. Oh yeah, he, there's like, the guy on. who like when he's like he wants to be a cop. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, wait, hey, who made your permanent record disappear <laughs> yeah. or whatever? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's just got all these guys that like owe him favors around town, and I like that aspect of the 2001 again. And I guess yeah, Method Man is sort of that role in this one. But he's like way more established than yeah. those other guys. Those guys like low shaft. level. This guy yeah. just does shaft favors. He at one point even says, "Bring me back a drink." Yeah, as if he has more power over shaft. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. But at least I was gonna say at least he didn't make the gay joke. He just said that's a terrible fucking name. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, a lot of jokes per scene. Like they're going for like a laugh a minute almost. So obviously not all of them land. And uh, you know what? I think uh, I think dads would probably like this. But I think a lot of guys that are like Sam Jackson's age would like that. So I guess maybe people who grew up with the original, maybe that's sort of the, the target demo. I think they might appreciate the humor. Like they want to just laugh. The yeah. guys behind us loved it. It's true. At one point, yeah. just straight up said, this is a good movie. <laughs> Did they? I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, I was... That's their like, review? Yeah, and it was like, I don't even know that yeah. they'd seen enough of the movie to know that was true. I think yeah. they just laughed twice in a row, and they were like, this is a good movie. Yeah. Um, the sad thing is, is that like this is a... I mean, it's it's very much a Hollywood movie. You can tell it's big budget, um, lots of action. But at the same time, I felt myself thinking like, oh, this this could have been straight to Netflix. Uh, and it's, it's, it's made by Netflix. I probably wouldn't have Netflix. watched if it went to Netflix. Though. You probably wouldn't have? Nah, I don't think I would. I, I think anytime, unless it's like, I don't, even then it's hard to tell. Like, like uh, when... Not even based on your love of the 2001, you wouldn't have watched this? I got really excited last week uh, when I thought, my friend was like, Shaft is on Netflix, and I thought... Oh, I was that, so happy when that I happened. I thought that meant that this went straight to Netflix, because oh. I, I knew it was a Netflix <laughs> movie, and I was like, that's awesome, because we were going to record this podcast, and I can watch it whenever. No, I, I don't know. I, th- I have a thing about, unless it's like one of their like romantic... I guess this is a comedy, so maybe I would have watched it, yeah. but like... I feel like their romantic comedies work out better or when it's like an original Netflix movie. But yeah. anytime I hear like, oh, like they're they bringing they back the something and they just, I guess they're like the, again, it's not a comedy, but like the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sequel. I was just like, Bleh. oh, is it, was that announced? I didn't hear about that. No, it's, it. I mean, it's it was, there. Yeah, it's on there. It's what's not it, good. What's it called? It's like Sword of Destiny. Oh, it's not. I think we actually reviewed it on Spoiled Rotten. I don't oh, really? Yeah, it's the, I, I, I. Does it have any of the original people in it? Maybe hmm. Michelle Yeoh. Well, I've been meaning to rewatch Crouching Tiger anyway, so I'll just do that instead. Yeah, don't watch <laughs> the sequel. Yeah. It. Oh yeah, I know what people didn't like it. Got, it had one of the guys from Glee in it. I think that really mm. took people out of it. That wasn't the movie's problem. The movie's mm. just not great. Right. And it well, is but Netflix did English. make this movie. You know that, right? Netflix was one of the studios behind the, the new show. I did not know that. Yeah. So I'm not sure um, if... Uh, I didn't notice them in the credits. I might be mistaken now they say that. Maybe I just got confused when I saw they were adding Shaft 2000. <laughs> but uh, Maybe. I think, I'm pretty sure Netflix was involved in this somehow. But uh, if, if nothing else... Uh, I hope... And again, because Shaft 2000 was just added to Netflix, so... I think that would track with this. That timing with really worked out for me because I yeah. came home and I was like, I don't want to actually have to like pay for this. Yeah. I'm not going to download it. You should, you so should own that. That's a movie you should own. I should own it, but I didn't at the time. So I went to Amazon Prime first. Yeah. Wasn't there. And I was like, whatever, let me check Netflix. It yeah. was there. I was like, Perfect. It was like just recently added. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I hope if nothing else, the legacy of Shaft 2019 should serve to like bring more people to Shaft 2000. Because uh, I've always said it's underrated. I think it's really underrated. I've always like it's one of the first DVDs I've had. I had, and I've always telling people like to go out and check out Shaft 2000 if you if you if you haven't because it's solid, man. I 
I should have set this up top, but you know, we should pay our respects to John Singleton. John Singleton, of course. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, great filmmaker, and that's just an example of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the talent that he because even Tony Collette's in that movie. Yeah, a lot more than I thought she was. I again, my memory of the movie was just Christian Bale, Jeffrey Wright, and Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, yeah, I, I remember her being like the witness or whatever but yeah. a lot of the movie is him trying to get in touch with her and her and avoiding then, and, him and then it all ends up being for nothing at the very end once he does bring her back again spoiler for chapter 2000 if you haven't watched yeah. it at the very end it all I ends up being for nothing chief from uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego shoots the Christian Bale anyway oh that's the mother that's what yeah. she's from okay yeah. I forgot that that happened yeah and was just like <laughs> I guess the, that shows how well the movie worked was that like yeah. when Shaft was like we got him this time I'm like no you don't he's just gonna get out again yeah. and I completely forgot that she shoots him dead it's and so people sad. chant let her go let her go, <laughs> let her go. <laughs> they should have been like yeah okay and then let her go <laughs> yeah. it's sad for me because I'm like yeah they, they went through all this effort to get this witness they got her she's an eyewitness she's gonna lock him up but then no the mother just kills him and now she's gonna get locked up yeah <laughs> although I'm sure she, no, no one would rather be in jail. But I'm sure she felt like it's worth it that I got to kill yeah. this guy. Maybe she's got like a suicide plan. Maybe she's got some cyanide. That yeah, maybe. Because, <laughs> yeah, like it was one of those, I, this movie, I was, I'm, we're 2019 movie. We're mm-hmm. mostly just thinking about like, oh, what jokes were funny. Whereas yeah. you really, I at least feel like you go on like an emotional <laughs> journey with like, because Christian Bale is so easy to hate in that movie. I and know. It, it was like, they really set up that that was like a racially motivated oh, crime. Like yeah. he just did not like that Mackay Pfeiffer would walk into that place. Yeah, and I, I actually got like a little emotional in the in the scene, even though I like I knew what happened many times. But like when he's going into the uh, convulsions and yeah. dies, like I like got like felt like emotional, like like I never had before because I'm just like, Ugh, like that shit happens. Yeah, no, I I I had the same reaction. I was like, no, and then yeah. I mean, some didn't undercut it, but I was just like. I stopped feeling sad and getting angry when he's like, hey, homeboy's got rhythm. And I was like, you yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that that movie. It sets up great. such a good villain. Like it's just, it sets it all up right at the front, front loads it. And then it, it takes like some unexpected turns with, uh, again, Jeffrey Wright's character, Peoples. And like, that's just like, uh, again, like we can't urge this enough. Go, if you haven't yet, watch Shaft 2000. It's on Netflix. But we, we, we knew we would digress. Yeah. But should we... <laughs> One last thing, I think. Maybe I'll say some more stuff about it. But I didn't remember that Elizabeth Banks is in that movie. She's oh, like, she doesn't have any lines. She's no, like no a background lines, player. But she, I don't, yeah, I didn't, didn't know that I at all. I think she has a name if you look her up on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. but I was watching too. I was like, is that Elizabeth Banks? Because, yeah, she's got no lines in that. It's uh, got to be one of her earlier things, though, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it's before What Had an American Summer, which is like right. one of her first things. Um, what did you think of the, the lead in uh, the new one? He got better as the movie went, or he just wore me down. Um, I don't know because his first couple lines, I was like, "Fuck this guy! I do yeah. not want to watch a whole movie." Of I him. know his last name's Usher, but I forget his first name, or he's got initials. But I remember like, like Jay Usher. I don't. I remember <laughs> uh, like leading up to the film, like uh, thinking, like, "Who is this guy? Why is he leading this movie?" Again, I was going in thinking that they were going to make him like another typical badass Shaft. But the fact that he's this like data and computer analyst nerd, uh, mostly played for comedy, he was pretty good. I thought, like in that role. As I yeah. as I said, uh, 
it got better. I've, yeah. I felt like he, I don't know what order they filmed it in, but I feel like mm-hmm. his earlier scene was really weird. Like he was saying lines like he wasn't sure. Yeah. But then he just. He's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also played Will Smith's son in Independence Day, the sequel, not. Okay. Not the, then, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that was his biggest credit uh, was that sequel. I never saw it. I didn't realize that he's supposed to be his son in it. Yeah. It's <laughs> not... It's Like, don't watch it. It's not good. Is uh, Will Smith's character supposed to be dead? Or, yeah, or maybe no, or, or, or he found out he's actually his uncle. No, he 100% dies in the movie for no good reason. Will Smith does? Yeah, like, they're like, he was testing a jet and he died. Oh. Like, it just seems like you could even... I don't even know how else you'd kill him off, but, like... That's a weird way to kill him off because the whole first movie is how good he yeah. is at flying. Right? It's like saying, uh, yeah, Han Solo uh, crashed the Millennium Falcon because he uh, didn't see the asteroid come in. Or yeah. It, it didn't was, he, like he, he disregarded the odds. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they kill off Vivica Fox like right away too in that movie. Mm-hmm. But at least she got to be back. Um, yeah. Were there any other cameos in this movie? I, I, I would have liked to have seen actually a few more cameos to be honest. Your Netflix theory might hold true because uh, one of, I think her name is, I don't know the actress's name. I will look it up. But Tasty from Orange is the New Black is the Uber driver. Oh, I, I, I assumed she was a comedian. Like, she was pretty funny in her little one scene. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Yeah. But yeah, she's from Orange is the New Black. Mm. Uh, doesn't mean she's not a comedian. I just only have seen her in that in a couple of commercials. I was wrong. It's not Tasty. Oh, it's not? Shit, I feel bad now. <laughs> Um, oh boy, this is awkward. I'll find it. Maybe we can keep talking. Or uh, all think. right, so yeah, I think this movie will uh, probably be more discovered on demand. Uh, it's already, I think, kind of a bit of a box office. Uh, I don't know if a flop is too heavy a word, but um, it's definitely in that li- line of um, disappointments this summer so far. Um, yep. Franchise, especially as as far as franchises go, because. Apparently that's the only thing that people expect to make any money. Is franchises? Uh, yeah, franchises. And then and yeah, let's not confuse people too much. Give it the same name, but that also makes it kind of confusing in its own way. What do you think this movie should they have should called? They should have well, I mean, to your point, they should have make, made it seem like it was part of a franchise by at least putting yeah. Shaft 2 on it or something. Shaft like that. Shaft 5. Or maybe maybe you have a 5 instead of the S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Now we we that would have Or Shafts. Like a, Shafts. With the five. With an S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. It actually kind of works. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. It's Cindy. If anyone's listening to this who yeah. knows Orange is the New Black, it's Cindy. That's, so you're right. That's it was, was, oh, that's the... Okay, so it was the same actress. She, she looks different there, but, but you got the character her. name wrong. I got the character name way oh, wrong. okay. Um, yeah, actually, I think that kind of works. It's kind of like, like aliens, you know, uh, or predators, shafts, but have the S be a five. They it should, works... I'm now seeing how it works on multiple levels. And like at right? first, I was just like, "Yeah, this is what you have." But like, yeah. no, like they really want to push that there's multiple shafts in this. Yeah, there's multiple shafts, guys. As advertised, um, there's mostly just two shafts, but then uh, at the end, there's like at the, at the tip, there's like a little more shaft. Yeah, exactly. Now, now we should have done the marketing. Is right? I guess what's happening. A little more shaft. You, <laughs> you know who I liked? Uh, mm. The guy that was trying to date Regina Hall. That guy, oh yeah, the uh, yeah. He made no sense as a human being, yeah. but he was very funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Then he gets the uh, part in the trailer too, where he's like, "Oh, I hear he shafts a bad mother." No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't know who that actor is, but he no. he did a great job. Yeah, he was good. He was good, and um, 
Yeah, and again, sort of a running joke was that uh, Sam Jackson Shaft is trying to fuck Shaft Jr.'s mom again. And uh, so, yeah, this is a guy who's uh, on a date yeah, with Shaft's really mom. And, uh, and uh, yeah, the intuition is, or the insinuation is that, yeah, he does, she does break him off uh, again, I'm sure, after the credits. Yes, I would imagine that's what happened. Yeah. Because he do, he has the one moment where she's like, obviously not, you've ruined the moment. And then yeah. he's like, yeah, she's thinking about she it. She wants it. She and wants then... It. Which again, problematic. But like, <laughs> but it's Shaft, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, I can see why a lot of people had issues. But it's like, again, maybe they're not the target audience. Maybe the target yeah. audience is more, uh, yeah, original fans. When the lights came on, I did see a bunch of smiles on older people that were in the back. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it works. I think they knew who their audience was. Maybe they just yeah. overestimated how much that audience was going to come out. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how it fares in the future. But uh, again, I hope that this movie's legacy is to help people rediscover the 2000 Shaft because uh, underrated. Yeah, more people should be talking about that movie. And, and, and again, it's back on Netflix now, so I think that'll help uh, people rediscover it. Um, this one, I think, will pretty be easily easily forgotten uh, in the next. Uh, yeah five ten minutes. Rightfully so. I mean, I'm not <laughs> trying to bash it. I'm just saying, like, I feel like people forgot. Shaft 2000, mm-hmm. too fast. shouldn't have. Yeah. Whereas when this one it's like, is inevitably forgotten, who knows how long that'll take. Yeah. It'll be like, that's fine. Yeah. No one's, I don't know if this is, other than Jesse T. Usher, I don't know if this is anyone's proudest moment. Right. So is, is it better than the Independence Day sequel, though? Yes. That okay. movie sucks. All right. So it's got that going for it. You can give it that. I shouldn't, I don't know why I was being so negative about it. I don't like it, but it's... I'm sure someone liked it. Independence Day? Yeah, that yeah. it was unnecessary. Not that this is necessary, but uh, at least this was very this, necessary. I think <laughs> this is the movie we all need right now. I, I mean, in this case, like if you just want to hang out with your friend Shaft, then sure. Yeah. Although he does get sidelined for like not a huge chunk, but like an alarming amount at the beginning when they want to really build up uh, Shaft Jr. Yeah. Again, like these movies are very inconsistent in their structure, mm-hmm. in their tone, whereas like. Yeah, so this one uh, takes a long time to kind of set up this new character and uh, the relationships with, with his friends who, like, sort of factor into the plot. Whereas, like, yeah, so, for example, the 1971 movie, I don't think there's a single scene that Shaft, uh, the title Richard Roundtree, the yeah. only Shaft at the time, the original, is not, is not in. No Shafts. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's, every single scene he's in. And, um, and the cool thing, again, watching, like... Uh, the 2001, again, I realized, is that there's all these scenes that are just the villains, like all these scenes between Jeffrey Wright and Bale, where you kind of see what they're up to, and uh, and and Shaft kind of is, is not around for a little bit. And those scenes like really work really well. Yeah. And in this one, there's even more characters, and yeah, it felt like it took a, sort of a little bit of a long time to introduce Sam Jackson's character, and way too long, especially based on the marketing, to introduce Richard Roundtree, because he thought it was just going to be like a movie about the three generations getting together, but it's not till the very, very end that Roundtree yeah. comes into the picture. So, yeah, it's uh, it's they're all, like, very vastly different, I would say. Which isn't a bad thing, not inherently. No. It's just uh, this one... This one, I think... I think we said it earlier. It, this, it felt like a different script that they mapped yeah. Shaft onto. Like, they forced the issue of it being a Shaft movie. Right. But, and again, yeah, and um, I think that's true of like 
some of the Lethal Weapon scripts, some yep. of the Die Hard scripts. They 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 have like these like action comedy scripts kicking around Hollywood, and they're like, oh, we can like turn this into uh, something to serve this franchise, and then it'll be easier to sell. And uh, I think there was even like even from the first Shaft, uh, I think I read in the IMDb trivia that Mario Van Peebles claimed that it was written for a white character, and uh, and then after the success of uh, Sweet Baby that. Sweetback that kind of kicked off right. black exploitation films. He's like, oh, then they decided to make him black. But then that was disproved because by very two easy ways to disprove it. One is based on a novel. <laughs> and two, yeah. I think they started filming before that film was released. But um, yeah, so it's always kind of been like... I, it uh, would be hard for me to believe that Shaft was... Never. I mean, maybe some exec was like, this John Schaff novel's good, but we want it to be a white person. And right. Like, no. But, I mean, yeah. I think this, I don't know what I'm trying to say other than what we've already said. Mm-hmm. It's not a, I don't think it's great. It, we'll just play right through it. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think it's great. I don't think it's horrible either. I yeah. just think... Yeah, that's that, its greatest sin. It's good, it's gonna be a forgettable movie. That was my that was my impression too. Like not yeah, not great, not terrible. It was fine. Three stars probably. Um, I was thinking maybe no, that's too much for me. If I give it three point five, but mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm hovering at a three point five right now. Let me, you're, you're right. We just watched it, so maybe yeah. I need to let the like fun of going to the movies wear off before yeah. I give it's it a rating. True because I gave. Uh, like uh, watching the 71 one this weekend, I gave it three stars only because I found it uh, really boring. Uh, for like <laughs> once I, uh, once the initial plot was set up and you get like the cool, like over the cool vibe of the 1970s New York and Richard Roundtree, it kind of just like had a really hard time holding my attention. Whereas this one, again, I saw it in the theater, so it's a little different, but this one, at least it like mostly held my attention, you know? Uh, it was like I had a few chuckles. So that's why I'm like, eh. But I mean, it's not a better movie than the '71 version because, again, you got to think of its time and right, and right. like that movie's had a huge cultural impact. Uh, it's funny. The other day, I was like, uh, had a f- few minutes to kill while I was like eating some food, so I just uh, I knew we were doing this podcast, so I just went on YouTube and searched Shaft, and one of the first things that like wasn't a trailer or a clip was uh, the Donald Glover bit about Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I love that one. (laughs) Yeah. Shaft is not our Spider-Man. That was always my rebuttal in like comment sections was exactly what Donald Glover says in that bit. So anyways, I I just thought of that because I was talking about the cultural impact of the original one, which is like, yeah, obviously it's there, but it's not like uh, a character that um, I would say like, well, we'll see. But I think Black Panther will have a bigger cultural impact overall than Shaft because Shaft is more for adults, right? And, And it was like of a time where things weren't, like, franchised to hell. So, again, like, to Donald Glover's point, he's like, I didn't, like, wake up and watch Shaft cartoons. <laughs> and like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so. I, yeah. I, yeah. Also, I should point out, usually on this, we rate, we rate out of 10. So I'm not saying I give it 3.5 out of 10. We're, out, we're rating out of 5 at this point. Okay, yeah. I was, going, I was going out of 5. Yeah, we're, we're thinking about our letterbox stuff. Yeah, exactly. Letterboxed. Yeah. Get that plug in there. I think they, they're associated with that shelf.com, too. We do some promotions with that letterboxed. And I always tell people to use letterboxed. You told me to use letterboxed, and yeah. I'm so glad you did. I was yeah. like... I don't know why I even was like so excited. I just was like, "This is right up my alley." You yep. really know me. I was like, "Yep." Yeah. And then you told me when they like had the actual app for the yep. phone, and I was like, "Even better." I've ne- I haven't gone on the site in years. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even when I'm watching a movie that I've already seen, 
I like to go on Letterboxd and just see like if my friends have watched it, like what they rate it as. Yep, I do the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I try to rate it first, and then I'm like, all right, now how did I do versus? <laughs> I I'm guilty of like looking at my friends' ratings and letting that like influence me somewhat. For example, like if uh, if I'm thinking of like between like a three three and a half and i look and i've like everyone's got the same rating i'm like well i don't want to break that streak <laughs> i'm like I'm, I'm glad we all agree on something so it's like that'll help me choose yeah yeah i uh i think i've only ever changed my score to mid. no that's not true i definitely have lowered scores in the past mm-hmm. not based on what other no based on what other people said but not based on the actual letterbox scores just like mm-hmm. if i'm if i keep hearing negative stuff and i'm like why did I rate it so high? Well, mm-hmm. then I'll be like, maybe I'll bring it down a bit. So to, to bring it back to Shaft 2019 again, uh, any comments on uh, Sam Jackson's facial hair? The fact that I he's, hated it. he's kept the same look for Dick 20 years. Like and I feel like, because I feel like Shaft is a man of fashion, right? I feel like he would change up his facial hair the same way Sam Jackson does in real life. That was my, I know it sounds petty, but that was my main gripe with the trailer the first time like, why does his hair look so st- or his facial hair look so that's, stupid that, that's like a movie trope is that people never change their their hairstyles right if you see them as a kid and yeah. they've got like uh like a buzz cut and glasses and they're gonna have that same look when they're older so you can tell right unless it's supposed to be like oh look at this how they really they've changed change. yeah but you're right it yeah. usually has to be like the same all the time yeah um so yeah i thought that was kind of like I, but I guess you know because Sam Jackson is, in he's almost defi- his roles are somewhat defined. There's always like you know he's got the eye patch for Nick Fury, or he's got like. Uh, and I heard that he does care about the hair situation. Well, I mean, yeah, he's done enough where he's bald now, but like yeah. he used to like actually be like, no, this is how the hair is going to look. Like yeah. that was, I'm sure it wasn't completely his choice, but like he was heavily involved in those decisions. Yeah, I think so. I think he's heavily involved in all the decisions that have to do with his movies. He's never actually That's gotten a producer credit, but I think he, uh, I think that allows him to do more work. But he throw, he definitely throws his weight around. From what I've heard on set, to get to get his way, I don't think he wants to uh, be a producer or a director. I think he's happy with uh, his station as like the. Probably like the actor who's done the most notable films in the last like two century, two decades. Yeah, um, and he kind of like everywhere thro- throws that around and like gets his way, uh, for better or worse. Did you do you listen to Happy Sad Confused or is it? I, I do. Yeah. Sometimes. Did you hear so, his uh, episode? Uh, no, I didn't. He said he was talking about M Night Shyamalan, which was funny because he basically was talking about the first time. I'm sure Unbreakable was the first time they worked together. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was giving me all these notes on mm-hmm. the day, and it really that. pissed me off. Yeah. And then the host was like, "Well, the, that's good then, because it was a great performance." He's like, "Oh, was it? Or did he call me in to do reshoots and be like, how did you actually want to do it on the day?'" Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And then he's like, "Oh, I, I'd, I'd love to see you in a Fincher movie." And he's like, "Why?" He's like, what? He's like, it would be good. It would be good if you were in a Fincher movie. He's like, would it? And he's like, do I not know something? He's like, I don't know. It's, I want directors who hire me to do my thing. I don't need yeah. them to like. He's like, it's not gonna get better after the tenth take. I don't. I don't need yeah. that shit. Yeah, it's funny because I. I think we talked about this when we did maybe Django. Uh, that my brother worked with him on this movie that was shot in Winnipeg called Reasonable Doubt, and um, he was like, uh, it was a, it was a first time director and. He, Basically, like, 
did not take direction well. Let's just say that. Like, yeah. Uh, did not take, uh, yeah, he would do one or two takes, and like, yeah, if the director asked for more, he'd say no, basically. And then um, I heard an interview recently with Adam McKay, uh, and he was talking yep. about working with him on uh, the other guys, and he would start because you know he's, he's got a comedy background, so he's like, it's yeah, yeah, throw, throwing some of the lines. They're in, they're in a car doing a green screen sk- scene, and he's like, hey, uh, Sam, like, say this line. He's like, what? Yeah, just just say this line. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> I. It's hard because I do appreciate Samuel Jackson's performances, but mm-hmm. the more you hear about him on set, you're kind of like, he doesn't seem like the most pleasant no. person to work with. No, he. Uh, let's just say that um, I don't think my brother will be seeing Shaft 2019. Uh, oh, he made an enemy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I've heard that from other people. Like, yeah, what well, the guy in Get Out who plays again spoilers, but like. The, the guy who plays the like inha- the body that um, the grandfather inhabits, and he yeah. does that run and whatever. Oh yeah, he was also in Django, and he said that like at the premiere he went to go like he was with his dad or something, and he's like I I went to go get a picture mm-hmm. with him and my dad, and I tapped him on the shoulder, and I don't even remember what he said Samuel Jackson said, but he was like in that moment I was like I might beat the fuck out of Samuel Jackson. <laughs> oh, really? But he just, he, I basically, where, I where did he, he tell, oh, where did he tell this story? This was on, I was there too. I okay. think that's the, I think that was the podcast he was on. But he was basically saying like, he was just like, you need to ask politely and I think he did ask again and he was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not taking pictures or something like that. Well, again, uh, I think he, Sam Jackson is playing himself in this movie pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah. Although I don't know what his marital situation is, I've never he's like, married. That. Yeah, first, for, like, eh, not that it's any of our business. Yeah, <laughs> I I think he's had for as long as we've like cared about him, he's had yeah. the same wife. Yeah, well, that's that's that's, that's uh, at least one characteristic he doesn't carry over for for Shaft. No, and I think he's got a great relationship with his daughter, unlike right. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah. So there's oh. that. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, do you have anything else to say? I don't. Uh, not. I think I've said it all. Um, yeah. Do you wrap it up usually anyway? Yeah, yeah I wrap it up okay. a certain way. Okay. It's a real long run that I'm really rusty on. Okay. Hold on. Let's see if I can do this. All right. Wait. Sorry. Do you have anything to plug? Like. No. Nope. So, nope. nope. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, then. Thank you very much for listening to this. You can listen to other great podcasts on the That Shelf dot com podcast network like no budget nightmares that's a great theme song uh no (laughs) budget nightmares i'm really glad you're here because i always say that and it gets nothing from the co-host i love the theme song uh black hole films bad gay movies highly logical i don't want to forget anything else but there's other podcasts they're great you should listen to them and if you want to listen to more episodes of spoiled rotten than what you find on that shelf go to tdfeverything.com slash spoiled rotten uh please rate review and subscribe on well i guess they're getting rid of itunes so apple podcasts spotify stitcher google play radio public and other places that you get your podcast but seriously you should rate rate the podcast because rate it. just rate it it makes me it's, feel great it's easy <laughs> yeah uh and you will find my social media coordinates on the blog post where this is found and tdf everything and also noah's yep whether he wants it or not we'll see <laughs> yeah conversation for later 
Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Goodbye. See ya. This has been a TDF Everything production, brah.